Welcome to another episode of the Chit Chat in a Quarter Life and Leadership Podcast. Always is a pleasure for me to host you in this capacity. As I say on every episode, thank you for the time we will spend together. And in this episode, I want to talk about leading with authenticity or just being your true self, whether you are leading a team or a small group or a football team or just yourself. It's that sense of leading with authenticity. And the reason I want us to talk about this is that I think there's been some confusion as to what it really means to be your true self, to be your authentic self and to lead from that sense of who you are. There has been that conflict almost of, first of all, how do I identify who my authentic self is? And is this an antagonist to personal development and growth so from knowing who I am does that mean I have to stay true to that person forever or is there room for me to grow to develop and to mature and I also think that a key aspect or perhaps a confusion around authenticity is what it means with regards to myself and what I bring into a work environment to a friendship how I show up and whether I really express how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, or what I'm thinking, irrespective of other people's feelings and opinion. And I think that has been an issue or perhaps a misunderstanding from speaking to a number of people, that sense of, well, this is how I really am, and so I'm just going to display all of that. And perhaps not looking at the context or thinking how that might impact on the other person. So in this episode, we're going to unpack what it means to be authentic and how we can actually bring our true self to any situation we are leading and doing life in. Before we go into today's content, let me start by saying that being your true and authentic self is way more easier than being something else or someone else. And what I'm going to do in the next episode, in the follow-up episode to this, is give you the benefits of being your authentic self. But for this episode, I'm going to outline three steps. The first that I think will help us identify our true self, our authentic self. And the second and third steps would be, I guess, pointers on how we develop that habit of leading and doing life from authenticity. Now, the first one, let's dive into the first one, is be yourself. Now, that's the key question to that is, how do I actually identify my authentic self? How do I know myself? I mean, I spend a lot of time with myself, but how do I really know who I am? And I don't know that there is a magic answer to that other than this simple practice of self-reflection. That, I believe, is the only way you can truly get to know yourself. And what do I mean by self-reflection? You might want to do it maybe from event to event, or you might want to do it from day to day, whatever is convenient for you. But it's that setting out time for yourself to be alone, no distractions, no gadgets, no screens, just yourself, your thoughts, a pen and a notepad. Or if you want to use an electronic notepad, you can. But as long as it's not going to distract you from focusing, doing some really deep work on yourself, reflecting on the day, reflecting on the events that you've been a part of. And it's asking yourself these key questions to squeeze out every nutrient and learning 
from the day or the event or the scenario you are reflecting on. And the first thing is, what was my involvement or contribution to that event, to the day, to that situation? And a follow-up question, which is really important, and this will lead to the second point that we would elaborate further, is what could I have done better? How could I have showed up to that meeting better? How could I have communicated better? How could I have listened better? How could I have supported better? What could I have done differently? These are very important questions to helping us identify our authentic self. But the first question is absolutely key. What was my contribution? What was my or how did I participate in that scenario unfolding the way it did. And what I am willing to hedge a bet on is that as you do this over time, you would begin to see a commonality, a trend, and a pattern, if you will, begin to show up in your ways of thinking, your ways of acting. And that is an insight or a key window into your authentic self. Now, that's not to say you need to stick with that or that's the best way, but it gives you at least the opportunity to say, well, this is my default mode. This is the things I lean towards. And this is the common thread across, you know, my thinking and action patterns. Is this helpful for that situation? So this is where the second question comes into, well, what could I have done better? This is the opportunity now for you and I to reassess, reevaluate, to improve and then show up the next day better than we did the previous day. So first step is self-reflection. That is helping you and me understand our authentic self, getting to know you better. Step one. The second thing we ought to do once we now are seeing this commonality in our behavior or patterns of thinking or actions is now to develop ourselves. We now need to ask ourselves these questions of how could I be better? What could I do differently? And I'll give you a personal example to this. Whilst I was leading a project in one of my employments, I got into a conversation with a colleague and we had to review a specific plan. Now, I noticed that as the conversation progressed, it was a heated and tensed conversation. Now, whilst I thought I tried my best to de-escalate it, I was mindful not to call the meeting to a abrupt close because we needed to fulfill a task in order to move the project forward. So I was mindful of that. So I, I decided to carry on anyway. Um, needless to say, we, we, we didn't fulfill or complete the task just because of how the, the conversations went. On reflection, however, and playing all of this back to my manager in terms of what happened during that conversation, I was able now to see with the help of my manager that perhaps I could have done things differently. Whilst I was thinking of my colleague and their contribution, I failed to really assess my contribution into that situation and how I could have done more to de-escalate and really put things at ease. So that sense of reflection, not just on what I have done, but what I could do better is very critical in being our true self, but importantly, developing who you are. Remember, the point or the goal is not just to get to know ourselves, because what you might find out may not be pleasant, may not be who you really desire to be, 
So it's now taking it that step further of how do we develop ourselves? How do we put measures in place to be able to identify the gaps in our knowledge, in our skills and in our behavior? And what plan do we then put in place to ensure that we are able to develop? Now, this doesn't mean that you lose who you are. This doesn't mean that you're trying to be someone else. It just means that you are being true to who you are. Your story remains your story. Your your history and your journey stays the same. However, you are seeking through the process of reflection to keep improving to get better and to serve your audience to serve your community to serve your family to serve your team or whoever it is to serve yourself better than you did the previous day so number two is be yourself but develop yourself and the third thing is to play to your strengths. This is how you show up on a day-to-day basis, developing and being true to who you are. It's play to your strengths. There is a counter argument that we should identify our weaknesses and work on those weaknesses whilst also trying to work on our strengths. And whilst I see the logic to that, in my opinion, that mindset may be one that seeks to control the entire narrative. It may not be a collaborative mindset. The reality in any dynamics, any team dynamics, in any family, in any uh, group or association of people, there will be those who have particular strengths or than others in a football team, for instance, you know, you've got your goalkeeper, you've got your defenders, your midfielders, your wingers, your strikers, everyone has a position, you know, in your workplace, I'm sure you have someone who is good with numbers, someone who is good with graphics and someone who's good with something else. You all need all of these complementary skills and collectively you can become a team. The sum is greater than the individual parts put together, right? That's the whole point of this. And I think that it's very important that we always play to our strengths. Emphasize your strengths at the same time, encouraging your colleagues to play to their own strengths. That's the beauty of a team and being dynamic is that we're not all the same. I can't necessarily do all the things that you can do and you can't do all the things that I can do, but collectively we can do everything together. Now there will be crossovers. Yes, of course there will be. But sometimes just because I'm able to do something doesn't mean I should do it because you might be able to do it 10 times better than I can. I should have the maturity and the awareness as a leader, as a collaborator to say, well, that's your strength. You play to your strengths while I play to mine. That means that as a team, as a collective, we are more efficient. We are more fulfilled in our roles and we really get to reap the benefits of being the dynamic unit that we are. So just in the way of a quick recap of what has been presented today is leading from authenticity, leading from your true self. And the first thing is us going through that journey of identifying our true self. And this comes through reflection and contemplation. Also feedback as well is very useful to really know who we are. And the second is be yourself. Once you've identified who you are, be yourself, but be committed 
to developing yourself. You don't have to stand still. Remember, the world is constantly moving. Things are constantly changing. And we have a responsibility as individuals to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep developing. So be yourself, but keep developing yourself. Don't stay static or stagnant. And finally is play to your strengths. Don't focus too much energy trying to develop your weaknesses. Rather, use that energy to encourage others to play to their strengths that complements you and your strengths whilst you play to yours. And collectively, as a team, we could be more dynamic, we could be more innovative, we will be more efficient. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So what would I love for you to do as we bring this episode to a close is find time within your day. And for some people, it could be in the morning, it could be midday, it could be a night, whatever works for you. It's really up to you. But just find some quiet time where you can do some deep work on yourself, some thinking, some personal reflection. Now, you might not be able to reflect for half an hour. Maybe you can manage five minutes. Maybe you can manage 10 minutes. That's fine. Start with whatever feels comfortable for you, but just ensure that you make time for yourself to reflect on the previous day or an event or a scenario that you were involved in and really asking yourself, what was your contribution? And the second follow-up question to that is, how could you improve or what could you do differently? And just keep a log of those things. And as you go on through this process and this journey of self-reflection and really self-study, you will begin to see a pattern emerge that you can then tweak, amend, adjust, improve. But it's absolutely important that you spend some time reflecting on who you really are. As a warning ahead of time, it's not easy, as I say, to really quiet your mind and reflect because so many things is going on in the world, so many thoughts going in our heads. So you will need to keep that discipline of refocusing and that's fine. Don't give up if you aim to do it for five minutes and you see a minute into it, you're already thinking of your lunch or you're thinking of what game you're going to play or what conversation you you had with a friend or what you're going to do next. It doesn't matter. It can be a bit frustrating, but just try to refocus your mind on why you have this five minute or 10 minute window. It will happen. But over time, through practice and repetition, it will get somewhat easier to do. I hope that this episode has been of value to you. Let me remind you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. It will be really helpful to me if you could leave a comment on what topics you want me to talk about or what sort of guests you'd like me to have on the podcast. That would be so great. I'll really value that. If you haven't subscribed, as I said, click on that subscribe button now. Share this with your friends and your family. You know what to do. And until the next episode, we have been chit-chatting in a quarter.